Welcome, everybody. This is the U.S. Grace Force Podcast. I'm Doug Barry, along with my very good friend, Father Richard Heilman. And Father is in a new location. Father, yeah. tell us about your new digs. Yeah, so I spent the last couple of weeks actually uh, getting down here and getting settled to Janesville, Wisconsin. And uh, boy, the people are wonderful. Well, people are wonderful everywhere, but uh, it's been very good. I'm with three amazing priests, uh, and we're kind of a team. It's hard to explain. Uh, it's something you don't see normally in other places, but they do what's called pastorate. So grouping of priests go to grouping of parishes. We're happen to be at Janesville. And like I say, the people are wonderful. I'm uh, very sad to leave my family, uh, you know, my parish family up at, uh, and my my brothers and sisters too. They were all living within 10 miles of me up in Pine Bluff. Um, so I'm scooting back and forth to Madison to be with them. Uh, that's the other thing too, that's been just a little more difficult is um, I'm turned 65 this year. So I only got five more years to retire and and my all my brothers and sisters are around that age. So we're, we're trying hard to spend a lot of time together. And so I just got to I'm spending a lot more money on gas, I guess, but uh, <laughs> uh, trying to do that. But uh, it's going really well. Uh, I feel we made a great connection with the people. Um, first couple of weekends we've been here. And so it's great to be back with all of you. And um, as far as uh, live streaming, I'm going to it's going to be hit and miss for a little while. I think we might set up something, but uh, the daily masses won't be live streamed, but some of the Sunday masses will. So anyways, it's it's hard to explain, but yeah. it's good to be back with everyone. Well, you've got an amazing display of saints behind you. Yeah. Um, we look at the side-by-side -side shot. I clearly do not have the family yeah. influence you that nothing. you have. Yeah, you got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have a statue of the Blessed Mother, uh, and you, you too, of course, and you've got yeah. – uh, you've got now that's John – the beloved right. disciple behind yeah. you, apostle behind you. Can you talk about that? Of course, I got all excited setting this up, and I think it looks really cool, But um, and it's holy. But anyways, the statue right behind my head here, here till there he is. That's John the Beloved, and if people ever watch me preach, I had him for the last two, three years behind me while I was preaching because uh, my general theme was we need to get strong, we need to get united. And where do we unite? We not unite not arm's length, I always say distance where we manage God. No, we get right at the foot of the cross, like John the Beloved, with the Blessed Mother at the foot of the cross. So I think, Doug, isn't that what we're all about with uh, the grace force, you know, yeah. right? Yeah. We're, we're, we're getting strong and we're getting united, but we want to be united in truth, truth with love um, and united with all the supernatural uh, treasure chest of our Catholic faith that we can use so that's what we, we talk about a lot here on the on the Grace Forces, how to get supernaturally strong. How can we stay close to Christ and, and our Blessed Mother? Yeah. So anyways, uh, yeah. so I love having the statue right there. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, of course, we don't want to miss out, everybody, on the importance of getting this uh, whole episode started with prayer. So, Father, I'm going to turn that over to you, as we always do, sure. and let you lead us in that opening prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you very much, Father. And we want to thank all of you out there who support the U.S. Grace Force podcast. We are coming up on four-year anniversary, a four-year anniversary next month. The Feast of St. Maximilian Kolbe, 
a guy who used the media, did he not? Yep. And that's what we're trying to do with the grace force. His father said, we want to thank all of you who pray for us. You keep us in your rosaries. You keep us in your moments of adoration, your times before the Lord and your mass intentions. We thank you so much for that. That's powerful. We thank all of you who support us financially through the Patreon program. If you want to do that, you can click the link in the description below. Go on out and we ask you to pray about it. And if you want to support us, that is a powerful way and a necessary way to help us continue to get this message out. There are several people behind the scenes that we have to help live. And that's a part of the entire mission is how do we work together, unite, and we've got several people behind the scenes who are working with us on this. So please consider supporting us through that Patreon program. And don't forget to go out to the U.S. Grace Force gear page. In the description below, you'll find a link and you can get some really awesome t-shirts and all kinds of other great Catholic paraphernalia to help get that message out. And the message we want to get out tonight, very important. And again, you got to stay with us to this. This is a tough one, but it's an important one. Catholics, look, we have got to stop with the bashing. Right. Got to stop thinking that this fight is from within. And we're going to break that down a little more in detail. But Father and I have both been involved in this work long enough. And right. we have heard those out there who just, it's like they got an ax to grind, Father. And yep. they start getting into the name calling. And we've tried to be extremely careful all four years we've done this podcast about not name calling. We want to understand that the battle, as St. Paul says, first and foremost, that point of contact is not with the flesh and blood of another human being. It's with the principalities of darkness. Yes, people give right. in and cooperate with evil. We all do when we sin, but we've got to look at true charity, true fraternal correction, and we've got to look at what actually works, build up the, 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 the team, the coalition of people trying to work. We've got to work at what really unites people. I just don't see, Father, how name-calling and bashing becomes effective. I think it just feeds into that natural kind of angst or anger that we, we may already have because of, yeah, some, some very poor leadership, both spiritual leaders, layman's. Layman leadership out there as well, men and women who are working in the church, myself as a layman. Um, I can mislead if I'm not cautious and careful, just like anybody else could. I need people's prayers, but I also need fraternal correction. I don't want someone to get out there and bash Doug Barry because we don't like his message. And I do hear about that sometimes. And I know, Father, you've taken some flack as well. We all do if we're out there on the front lines trying to do this. And we've just got to be, we've got to stop with the bashing and start working on the uniting. Yeah. And, you know, do unto others as you would want them to do to you, right? That's that's from scripture. And uh, and so, you know, what we want to do it is God's way. You know, the world often will use uh, the bashing and, and, and going after someone's reputation to try to destroy them. We see so many instances of that. We just can't go that way ourselves. That that can't be our tactic. And Doug, you and I have had um, a, a policy here on the Grace yeah. Force, and we try to do it personally in our lives too. Yeah. That we don't name 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 names, and uh, and we try to to to. Uh, we'll talk in general terms about the problem, but we don't name names. You know that gets into calumny and detraction. You know where you can d destroy someone's reputation, um, or you can even make up stuff. And making up can just be, you know, developing, twisting a narrative, right? You know, twisting it in such a way that it makes a person look bad. One of the things that I always get frustrated with is, you know, you and I have worked hard to kind of try to unite everybody with the Grace Force and all that. And yeah. what are we up over 75,000 now? 
Well, I've heard people say, oh, he's a celebrity priest now, or it's the cult of personality. Well, was it that way with, you know, Fulton Sheen or, you know, Moses or Jesus Christ, you know, that uh, that they had a lot of followers. Uh, it resonates with people, and you hope that we can get all, everybody united together. And it's not about my, you know, desire to be popular or anything like that. And again, see that someone twists that. They just twist it a little bit and they go, oh, it's a celebrity priest or it's cult of personality. And it's just kind of it frustrating. They're turning something, I think, positive. We're looking. We're getting all united here and because we need to, right? Because we're we're getting beat up by the devil and the, and the world. Uh, and we need to get strong and united. Uh, and, and then when you do that, it goes. So I don't know, Doug, you and I decided today, let's get on just you and me. And let's 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 really hit this topic. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I wanted to, wanted to talk about early on too is that um, I have a very good friend, Father uh, Altman, uh, and guy is so holy. I, I always tell people that you know, one of the things I remar uh, marvel about is when people would go and visit him when he was at the parish. Um, <laughs> they'd figure they'd get a handshake. Well, he'd take them out to breakfast. I mean, the guy is just such a a warm and kind person. But um, I feel like I just have to mention recently he went after my bishop and my vicar general and name names, and um, I, I, I don't agree with that. And uh, I, I just want to publicly say that, that, that uh, I, I just felt that, and we, we, him and I have talked a lot about this too, and we just can't be about doing that. So, but he's, uh, he's my friend, he's holy, uh, he's a great person. Uh, we just differ in that area, and I just think that, and that's kind of one of the reasons, right? Too, we wanted to would talk about this today, Doug, because it's, it kind of feels like it's it's uh, it's 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 unleashed, yeah. you know, like there's spirit in the air, and 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 people are going in that direction, and we just we just can't do that. We can strategically hit the topic, be clear clear about what we're teaching, and and yet not uh, try to destroy someone's reputation. Right. Yeah, I think, you know, a couple of things come to my mind as you say that is, is number one, I want to address quickly the, the part about the titles, you know, the celebrity priest title. I just wanted to say this about that, Father, is yeah. I, I don't understand where we think it helps to start throwing out terms like that, you know, know, celebrity priest or professional Catholic. I've heard that, too, in some cases. Um, it, it, those things are are hard to stomach. I've been doing this work for 33 years. I've been given a lot of titles, a lot of names, some of them not so kind. There are places I've been kicked out of. Okay, so be it. You know what? Any of us who've been looking at the history of the church and looking at the history of evangelization at all should realize that's that's part of, that goes with the territory. That's par for the course, is that you're going to be persecuted and so forth. But when it comes from people from within the church, especially those who, I guess I don't want to say claim to be, but actually show themselves in many cases to be solid and and faithful and so forth and then they throw a little term or a little title in there i guess i scratch my head and wonder where 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 are we going with this in a way that can be productive um is not the goal should not the goal be to accomplish the mission that god gives us to reach as many hearts and souls as possible yes doug but there's anger we're angry about different things and this you know leading into the other point based on what you just said father yes there is just anger there is frustration. We are all frustrated. If we're involved in faith, our faith at all, yeah, we're frustrated because things are being said in different ways coming from the highest levels that are confusing us. 
and that are actually like going after you know the traditional mass or or going after you know calling you know Catholics don't have to have so many kids or all these different things that are out there. What the German bishops are doing, yeah, it's frustrating and it's hard to to take this kind of stuff going on out there. But when we know that so many people are so upset. How does it help them if we jump on the bandwagon of name-calling and disparaging comments? Yeah. And I do think, Father, that there are a lot of people out there that really come off looking like they've got an axe to grind. They're just upset about something. And I don't think anybody can say, yeah, but you haven't been traumatized like we have. No, we've all been traumatized. Right. Okay. I come from a location, and I'm not going to name any names because that's our policy, where they flat out blackballed me and told me that my ministry work in general was not going to be accepted. I was told by a particular person in the diocese, in the chancery, we are watching you, Doug, and if anything goes the wrong direction, we will stomp on you with all fours and fast. And I thought, mm -hmm. oh, he's being kind of humorous. And I kind of chuckled on the phone, and he didn't laugh. He was dead serious. Now, how do I take that? Well, for the many years that I was in that diocese, I was pretty much kept at arm's length. I never had that kind of embracing of, hey, we want to work with you. We know you have a ministry. We know you travel around the world. We know you've been on NWTN. You have a show on the network. We want to work with you. We want to help you. We want to guide. We want to provide wisdom. It wasn't there at all. I do understand this accumulative, call it accumulative small t trauma, if you want, of constantly being looked at under a microscope. And it stinks and it's hard. I just want to keep keep continuing to pray for them, but I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to bash anybody. Now, Father, you and I also want to talk a little bit about the reality of uh, calumny and detraction. And I know that there's a, a definition of that because it is a sin against the eighth commandment to fall into gossip and calumny and detraction, basically call it hate speech if you want. So in general, calumny and detraction are related and calumny is by definition, uh, injuring another person's good name by lying. And detraction is basically revealing another's sins to a third party who does not need to know them. And this is something, Father. I mean, in general, that's kind of what what we're what we're dealing with a lot with right. this, isn't it, Father? Well, it is. And you know, listen, anger can be justified. I mean, we look at uh, John the Baptist, Jesus. I mean, he turned over tables, right? Uh, he called out the spiritual leaders of his day. Uh, he said, "You snakes, you brood brood of vipers," uh, but he didn't go after someone's reputation. Uh, he he was commenting on. Okay, here's the here's the problem with the spiritual leaders of the day, and and there were lots of issues, but a lot of them was, was that they were heaping, they, they were they were trying to lord or or um, oppress. That is the best word, yeah. uh, the people, and he he just would have none of that. And and of course we have that going on today too, uh, that that oppression. So we'll call out, uh, and uh, you'll, you'll notice too that I, I used to talk about the bishops. But I think us priests are involved. I also think evangelical uh, pastors are involved. I think that rabbis. So I, I started using spiritual leaders mm -hmm. to say, you know, we need to lead. Uh, and we need to uh, help the, the faithful to understand the truth because they're being lied to on a, on a regular basis. W one of the things it does, Doug, first of all, I don't think it's the will of God to do that. But secondly, it's a bad tactic because, okay, 
all those who are unnerved by the fact that we're be- speaking the truth publicly and trying to help people to stay in the truth and, and not, not uh, fall for the lies, um, those people can then now accuse us. They have something to accuse us of yeah. because we did the calumny and detraction thing. See, and and we used we used a a tactic that isn't or shouldn't be used by those who are on the side of God or the will of God. And, and so so they're like, "Aha, we got you!" Because and that's why I and uh, again, you know, we don't want to name names, but. There's just people that we love so dearly that, you know, you could be such a great impact. And if you didn't give the enemy or, you know, those who are bothered by the truth, uh, fuel for their fire to 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 attack us. I don't know. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm rambling. Does that make sense, Doug? No, it, it does. Saying? And I, and it, you know, you and I had this conversation earlier today when we were trying to break down what we talk about in this episode. And I just think that this is what you just said is is true. We're giving fuel to the enemy. We feed. Right. We also feed the natural inclination that we all have, and it's easy for us. Look, human nature. I've always said this is like water going downhill. It'll always seek the path of least resistance. And if someone in any kind of authority in any way expresses in some fashion that it's okay to go after the dignity of a person, go after to name call, it's okay to go after them in that way. It's okay to diminish or lower the conversation and not keep it elevated. It's okay to not follow even what the church, what scripture says, I should say, that um, the church says is the right way to correct. You go personally to the person, you try to have a fraternal correction, then you bring witness in the church and so forth. There's a certain process to that. But there's nothing in scripture, and I don't think anything in canon law that says it's okay to get out there and start pointing fingers, getting all, all upset and call names to people and start to make jokes about them as well and get a little sarcastic. And that's stuff that we've seen. I was somewhere in the last several months, I'm going to put it that way, and I'm all over the country, so it could be anywhere, and heard this happen regularly and saw the crowd uh, when someone was on stage at a particular event, and they were saying things that were very name-calling and very attacking of the people rather than just focusing on the problems and definitely not focusing on the spiritual enemy behind the problems. And in this this moment, I saw the crowd get this kind of, yeah, almost like a, I'll call it a bloodlust that you see when you watch two fighters in a ring and you see them going at it. And then somebody comes in with a right cross or a, a you know, front kick in an MMA fight and hits the opponent and they go stiff like a board and just fall unconscious. And the crowd goes crazy because there's this kind of bloodlust of they want to see them get that knockout punch. So when we hear a speaker on stage or from a pulpit or anywhere online writing things that are and this bishop that and this and that and the crowd's like yeah, yeah, that I just don't see anything productive in that. I don't see yeah. that as you said tactical and strategic in trying to deny the ultimate enemy we're talking about here, the spiritual enemy, the principalities of right. darkness, I would think we would want to deny them feeding individual people in that angst and anger. Rather, isn't it peace and justified anger that results in a productive outcome? And I just, you know, I'm not saying I am, and I know you aren't either, Father, 
the judge and jury on what is and isn't going to be perfectly productive. But ultimately, yeah. I think when I see a crowd out there right. applauding the name calling and the sarcastic yeah. comments, I don't see in any way that causing people to leave that event or go to bed at night, put their head on the pillow with a sense of peace that we are truly dealing with the spiritual battle the way God may want us to. I just, I don't personally don't get it. And I just, you and I have enough of a platform, thanks be to God, that we wanted to call it out and try to help encourage everybody to reconsider this and really prayerfully see what we're doing maybe here. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm thinking now because uh, you can see uh, the, the Zaketa of, of my former bishop, Bishop uh, Morlino right behind me there. My thumb is touching it. I hope you all can see that. Um, the, the, the His staff gave it to me as a gift because they, he was, he considered me a spiritual son, but, um, and which is probably the greatest thing that ever had in my life. Anyway, uh, but he would say the truth, the truth, the truth, because we were just getting bombarded with, with such falsehood. And I think the time where he really started coming out was when, you know, gay marriage was all of a sudden uh, put on the docket. And it, and it, it was like he had had enough. But, but truth, truth, truth. But he always followed up with, with love. The yeah. truth with love. Okay? And and that's what we've been trying to do, Doug, is is try to get that truth out there. There's got to be a counter to that. And, and, and we're using new media. Um, we came across a, an outstanding little talk by uh, Bishop... Uh, Robert Barron, who at the time when he when he gave this, it was he was Father Barron, uh, and he was the rector of seminary in Mundelein, where I used to go. But anyways, uh, he was two years ahead of me in in, in seminary. But uh, if we could play that sh that clip right now, just how much it's important for us to use the best of new media uh, in this time where we're being lied to, we're being indoctrinated, Doug. Mm. You know, uh, during this time, and and so we've got to get that message out and counter it with this. So if we could play that right now. I'm the rector of Mundelein Seminary and a lot of my students you know, are very interested in, um, in doing the new media and doing evangelization with the internet and YouTube and Facebook. And I always say to them, before you even think about the new media, become very adept at the old media of books. <laughs> I mean, books. <laughs> content, content, content matters. If we just kind of rush out there into the into the you know media world and we don't have something to say, what's the point? To immerse our young people in these great themes of the tradition. Okay, having said that, yes, yes, yes to the new media. I totally get all the problems. I see them every day. Superficiality, impersonality, the virtual versus the real. I mean, all that is true, I, I grant it. But we would just be, it seems to me, horribly derelict if we did not use these tools given to us. Think of Fulton Sheen, you know, um, I'm putting some stained glass windows in the chapel at Mundelein, the student's chapel, and sort of heroes of the new evangelization. And I want one of them to be Sheen because talk about, you know, the, the trailblazer in the use of, of new media technology. But how sad that after Fulton Sheen, we, we largely dropped the ball. And I think now, just now, Catholics are, are getting back into this game that he pioneered. But listen, we've got tools now that Fulton Sheen would have given his right arm to have. I mean, he had to rely on people tuning in at a particular time or listening to the radio at a particular time. Now, put something on, on YouTube like that, 24-7, all over the world. 
Here's a couple of stats for you to think about in terms of new media. Facebook has 1.1 billion users. Half of those log in every day. <laughs> That's a giant audience. Some of you are probably using it right now. No, you're listening to me, I know. I know, you're not using it. How about Twitter? Do you know there are 400 million unique tweets every day? 400 million every day. How about YouTube? Each month, people around the world watch over six billion hours of video on YouTube. Staggering, isn't it? It's staggering. The tools we have now, if we don't use them, we're not acting as Elijah. If we allow the priests of Baal and the new atheists to get control of this world, you know what's fascinating to me? The studies being done now on, on atheism among young kids, the overwhelming majority of those who become atheists become atheists through the internet. And again, Hitchens, Dawkins, Sam Harris, all those guys, great evangelists, and they've used this tool. We gotta be in there, everybody. We've gotta be in that world and battling them. I'll just give you one story about this, then I'll stop. Um, uh, a couple years ago, I got a letter from this uh, young woman, and she said that she hated the Catholic Church, hated Catholic priests, but one night she was um, Googling during the Charlie Sheen period when Charlie's having his meltdown, remember that a couple years ago? And she got some website about him, and that letter to uh, Martin Sheen, Charlie's dad, and that led her to Fulton Sheen, because Martin Sheen took his name from Fulton Sheen. And then Fulton Sheen led her to Catholic preachers, which then led her to my website. And she started watching, you know, some videos and all this, and then she told me she's now in RCIA becoming a Catholic. Now, it's great, yeah. First of all, please trust me, it does not happen every day, that's unusual, most people are are attacking me on YouTube, you know. Uh, but, but I remember when I got that letter, I thought, well, Lord, if you can use Charlie Sheen for your purposes, who am I to stand in the way? <laughs> but see, that's the power, isn't it? We all know that. That's the power of this world. And so we've got to get into it, I think, to do the new evangelization well. So I'll close this with that um, quote again from John Paul II. The new evangelization is the old evangelization. See what he said? Yes, yes, yes to new media, right? I mean, we've got to counter with the truth. Yeah. I know my own bishop uses new media, Bishop Hying. Uh, he has a teaching every day he puts out. And I, I've even seen him uh, spout off when, when like, I've, I've seen him use the word Biden. I won't even go there. But uh, but just, you know, you, you, John the Baptist had to do that with Herod, right? I mean, and that got his head cut off, but... Uh, but he specifically named them. Yeah. But uh, but it's got to be like you know the last resort that we ever do that. Um, but but what was Bishop? Let's take Bishop Hying for example because I brought him up. What is he doing? He loves his flock. He's one of the more vocal ones of all the bishops. Uh, I think of Strickland too. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, anyways, what was he doing? He was like that shepherd that's warning the flock. No no no, you can't believe what these politicians are trying to and, and it's a moral issue yeah. not a political issue it's it's usually always a moral issue but the the other side let's call them 
uh, will, oh, you're using politics. No, I'm not. You're killing a baby. That's not politics, for instance, right? Right. Uh, well, you you're, know, you're, it, you're sending a little child to have surgery to change their gender. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. not that's not politics, you know? It isn't. Uh, yeah, that's actually You're, you're imprisoning, you know, uh, uh, moms and dads uh, to try to send a chilling effect to anybody else. Uh, that's not politics, okay? No. So uh, go ahead, Doug. You were going to say no. I, and and you think of what Fulton Sheen, as Bishop Barron points out in that clip. Fulton Sheen had a TV show that was so popular right. that at one point it actually rivaled Milton Berle. Which it, if people don't understand. I know the older audience members understand that Milton Berle, Uncle Milty, is was a nickname. Was he was he was the top of the ratings, and for Fulton yeah. Sheen to beat him out was massive. But as Bishop Barron points out there, then Father Barron, Reverend Barron, that this back in 2014 when that clip took place, and you know. They're talking about Fulton Sheen's show that people had to go look for and find when it would aired only what once a week or whatever it was. We have media that's twenty four seven at our fingertips. We have a responsibility to use every means possible to get this message of the gospel out to help bring healing and strength and encouragement. And in this case, what we're trying to do right now with this episode, unity and bring a sense of peace and not name calling and bashing, but a sense of let's work together strategically. That's part of the message too. Let's not forget Mother Angelica and EWTN. Let's use every method possible to get the message throughout the world. How about John Paul II, St. John Paul II, who actually at one point said words to the effect that he didn't trust fully that the media would disseminate his message the way he wanted it. So he personally traveled to as many places as he could to get in front of the cameras using the current media of the times to personally deliver that message. We could go right. on and on and on. Okay. St. Maximilian Colby, patron saint of our U.S. Grace Force podcast, um, August 14th, the first podcast we put out was on his feast day intentionally because he himself was somebody who used the media of his time. This right. is a this is called clever strategic. This is called tactical. This is what you do in any kind of warfare. And this is spiritual warfare. We're trying to battle the principalities of darkness. Um, yep. Father, I think one thing also we should address is the, you know, the venting attitude. I, I, right. I will start by saying this. I'm an intense person, intense personality. When I get worked up and upset about things, I will vent, which means I will let it out sometimes. And over the years, I've learned more how to control and restrain that so that the person that I'm talking to hopefully is more of a confidant who has wisdom, some maturity, someone that I can trust is going to help the situation because it's, it's not helpful to vent to someone that's just going to say, oh, yeah, I agree with you. That person is terrible. And yeah, and then they did this. Oh, yeah, isn't that awful? And then you start chasing each other like a couple of wild dogs just going after each other's tail. That becomes very destructive, very, very divisive. If you're going to vent, and I've, I've been told in the confessional, and I'm curious your take on this, Father, since I'm sure you have counseled people in the confessional on this, there's a difference between just gossip and detraction and actually having that moment where you need to talk about something that you're concerned right. about or upset about, but do it in the right context to people right. that are actually going to help. Um, right. Can you speak to that a little bit, Father, the idea of true venting for the sake of trying to find something productive? Yeah, so I, I, here's the way I look at it. If you have someone, a spouse, uh, a very good friend, it's like a spiritual partner, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes you have to just let your feelings be known to them, knowing, uh, confident that it's not going to be spread, it's not going to be gossip, it's going to go anyplace else. 
But part of it, and this is what I do, Doug, is that I want their reaction. I want their input. Okay, here's how I feel. Okay, help me out here. Yeah. Am I off track? Am I, you know, help me? Because I think we're called to be each other's spiritual directors in life. When you got a really good friend, you know, okay, here's where I'm going with this. What do you think? You know, and and help me out with this. And usually that's what I'm doing when I'm venting is, is I'm trying to get someone who's very close to me to help me to see things in the way God wants us to see them and 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 understand okay now what do we do about that where do we go from here what 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 happens with this uh so friends especially spiritual friends are just like a beautiful treasure for that now to me that's not gossiping okay uh that's that's getting spiritual counseling from someone who is very close to you yeah i i've actually heard you use the term you know, and, you know, when you would share something with me, you would say, help me see the blind spots. Is there something right. I'm missing here? And I, yep. I always, I like that because visually I'm thinking, you know, you're driving down the road, you're looking for blind spots left and right. You're checking your corners on your car and your mirrors, but there's always that blind spot because of the way your car is built and what have you. And I like that. And I think the important thing is that we are looking for people who have a sense of maturity, have a sense of faith, a sense of prayerfulness. Because right. again, if you go vent to somebody, it's like, you know, the guy that goes to the bar, I don't go to bars, but you know, you go to bar, have a drink, sit next to another guy who's drinking and you're both just complaining about things. And, yeah. you know, it's it's hard to find the, construct the constructive, you know, end to something like that. But I agree with you to find the spiritual minded person, the prayerful person, the common sense person, the person who can help calm the moment maybe and say, yeah, I get what you're saying. Okay, hey, let's look at this though. What about this? And then, of course, if you're going to be the guy or the guy, or the man or woman that's going to vent, there has to be a sense of humility on our part if we're going to be venting that someone might say something to us to say, hey, you know what? You might want to rein that in a little bit or turn the volume down on that a bit. You know, maybe you're not looking at it the way it should be looked at if you consider this. That's a, that's a, then we've got to be on the side to say, okay, yeah, you know what? Maybe I am getting a little worked up. My emotions are getting ahead of me here. Um, but I just think that's an important thing for people to know too, because I know father, there are people out there who can get very scrupulous and say, well, I can't talk to anybody about my concerns or my anger. And that's yeah. not necessarily healthy either. There have to be the, the it, right. It's people actually kind of sad if they don't have that person, you know, because yeah, we were to cultivate those spiritual friends, Yeah, you know, we're, we're, you know, I, I, I can trust you, you know, we're close. Yeah. It's uh, like your battle yeah. buddy, your battle buddy, your yeah. battle buddy. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah and so, awesome. um, Yep. And so, you know, we're talking about this, Doug, and you and I, like I say, we stopped. We just said, we got to talk about this. We got to talk this through. Um, but so, okay, we shouldn't bash each other. We shouldn't go to calumny to detraction. Um, so instead, we can talk in general terms about problems that are going on, and we should, because that's getting that truth out that counters the lies, right? So we got to do that. And it's necessary in time. Look at what Bishop Barron said, or Father Barron at the time. But anyways, um, but the other thing that we need to do, Doug, is, is to believe when we read in sacred scripture, with man it's impossible, with God all things are possible. we got to pray for people. A lot of times when I am having issues with someone or, or, or whatever, you know, if it's a bishop or a pope or whatever, I go and get a holy card or a picture. And I, I make that my prayer campaign. And, and that made me think just now, too, we got a really uh, awesome campaign coming up. We've been doing this annually, and we've been seeing miracles. But uh, we call it the 54-day 
Rosary Novena. It actually starts in the Feast of the Assumption, which is actually the day after our patron for the race force, uh, Maximilian Kobe. So you got all that going on. But um, but uh, on August 15th, until the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary, we're going to pray. And this is like, Doug, this is like 75,000 plus people that are praying together. You don't think that's powerful? Oh, yeah. And yeah. we need to pray that we get united and strong. And we and one of the things that we want we felt called to pray for and in is hope mm. this year. We want to pray with hope. Um, and we've got things like um, we really don't get what's going on with synod on synodality. And you know, it's it's a little scary. And yeah. uh, but we got to trust in God and we gotta we gotta believe with God all things are possible and pray with hope. But that starts right around the time that we'll be finishing uh finishing our 54 day. Then we have the National Rosary Rally on uh, October 7th, the Visa Violated Rosary in Washington, D.C. So people put that on your calendar right now. Mark it on your calendar. If you can get out and join us, it's going to be awesome. But uh, but let's believe in the supernatural power of God. Right, Doug? Yeah. And, I, and, and this is something that we have to look at. And, and again, we don't want anybody out there to misunderstand what we're saying, whether it's, you know, fellow Catholic speakers, people have Catholic platforms who are evangelizing and so forth. I know great people out there that are doing great journalistic work, for example. And if you find as a journalist or as some reporter that you're digging into a story and you find something that needs to be publicly revealed because there's some, you know, um, there's some, uh, you know, criminal activity going on or something that's, you know, a violation of church teaching and this and that. Okay, to publicly expose some of these things the right way, the constructive way, I think is very, very noble and very important. If it's done according to, again, fraternal correction type approach, meaning that, you know, we're not going to bash, we're not going to attack with sarcasm and name calling. It's one thing to say, we recognize that this particular bishop, we'll call him Bishop A, Bishop A has been involved in some criminal activity of money laundering and blah, 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 blah. That's different than saying we know that that terrible, worthless, wretched Bishop A, you know, is involved uh, in this. You know, it's the name calling part. And right. I just want to make that clear because there are good Catholic journalists out there that are doing good work. But you can do it like you've got an axe to grind and you've really got just an, an attitude in you, or you can do it very um, factually because it simply needs to be reported. And I think there's something very noble in doing that and calling out the problem. And yeah, you might have to name the institution and you might have to, in your report, in your journalism, name the person. That's understandable. We're talking about the bashing, the name calling. And also, Father, I think we need to address the you know the part of calumny where you are lying even yeah. or you or hear twist. this sometimes what was yeah. that or twisting i mean it's a lie but yeah. but yeah. It's, it's like it appears to be a fact but it's just twisted a little bit to yeah so we can't use the side that's separated from god we can't we we've got to be united at the foot of the cross uh, so what you know i, I always hear all kinds of Different. Um, oh, it's 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 uh, nasty. Um, one of them is, is sarcasm, right, Doug? It's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the definition of sarcasm goes back to the Greek. I looked this up earlier, and it actually, you know, the jeering and the mockery and the taunting, right. and it actually comes from the word sarks. It ties in with this 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 definition, 
literally to strip the flesh off of. Yeah. Okay. So the idea of sarcasm is about cutting and tearing and right. stripping the flesh off of something. You know, sarcastic comments. So I, I would say again, our point is the bashing of sarcasm, name calling, pointing fingers, diminishing dignity, not right. understanding or, or not remembering um, that this battle is ultimately against principalities of darkness. And yes, we need to call out error. We need to do it in a way that's constructive and unites people. And we have to realize that human nature is ready to jump on the bandwagon of negative destructive yeah. attitudes in a heartbeat. All of us are. We've got to be careful of that. We yeah. want to pray for the grace to be wise and constructive and know that we're going to stand before God one day and give an account of everything we've said about everyone, even those that appear to be clearly enemies in the church. Yeah, there's a right. lot of stuff coming out of the Vatican that I'm really scratching my head on that looks yeah. very clearly destructive. But... I just keep the rosary going and I'm not going to fall right. into the sarcasm and the name calling and the finger pointing that name calling doesn't mean, by the way, everybody don't name the person, but let's name them appropriately and let's not do it in nasty, sarcastic ways. Cause that only feeds, as you said earlier, father, it really gives the ammunition to the enemy and feeds that kind of natural inclination we have to just go to the base Go to our base rather than elevate to the higher road and something with more dignity and more charity to it. Yeah, you know, I, the, right now I'm thinking of the image of a classic parent-child relationship, especially a father with their children. You know, sometimes you got to get tough and hard, right? Right. But you don't get into like sarcasm and name no. calling, you know, you little, you know, fill in the blank. Oh, yeah. uh, no, I mean, that that's an abusive father. That yeah. uses that kind of uh, way to 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 uh, to try to help shape the child. No, you, you're, what we're trying to do is something that's more noble. Uh, yes, we might we might have to get loud sometimes, and we might have to to uh, you know really exert uh, ourselves in, in terms of you know making clear. Okay, wait, no, that's a lie. No, what they're doing over there it goes against the will of God, and and you you got to be forthright about it, but. But again, you know, don't destroy reputations and don't, you know, get the uh, nasty and sarcastic and name calling and all that stuff. So that's, Doug, I think that's why we wanted to do this show today. I mean, it just, social media, like we saw that beautiful film um, or the, the talk by uh, then Father Barron, now Bishop Barron, uh, where he says, yes, we got to use it. But see, we have to be the noble characters. We have to speak the truth with love. Yeah. We have to do it in a way that that we we don't get down in the dirt with the opposition that that really hates the will of god and and uh we we can't use their tactics and in the end we will win one because uh we've chosen the more noble way but but the other is because god will bless it you know god will will give grace to those who follow his will right and so so i, I think that's I really felt, I feel great, Doug, that we did this tonight. I think it's a long time coming because, um, uh, you know, it's it just, we want to use social media, but no, but we can't get all divided and, yeah. right? Well, and I, I think the point that you made, Father, two things that I just, I'll make a quick comment on is one is, um, you know, my dad was, you know, my dad was an alcoholic and he had a lot of problems and he died at 56 years old from a massive heart attack due to alcoholism. 
um, had a rough life growing up with him. All right. He was, he was very negative on a lot of stuff, but I, one thing that I will say that, that even when he'd been drinking and, you know, he was very, he was very attacking in different ways, not physically violent, thank God, but he was very, very negative on things and very critical of things. But there were times when, when he wasn't drinking and the way he would address me was, was very clear. He never called me, for example, dumb. If I did something right. that was bad, dumb, or, or irresponsible, he would say, what you did was dumb. Right. But he never said, you are. Right. Okay, so I never grew up feeling that. And when he'd been drinking, that was different. He was a little harsher at times. And as I've gotten older, obviously by the grace of God and being, you just got to mature and realize that the alcohol was doing a lot of that speaking. But he made it clear at times when he was sober, you are not dumb. What you did is dumb. Right. You can say the same thing. Okay, right. is, is everything that Pope Francis is saying, is that helping? No, it's confusing. It really is. But I'm not going to call Pope Francis evil. I'm not right. going to do that. Right. Uh, number one, I can't make that judgment. Right. I mean, I can't make that call. And I don't want to be the type of person that's going to try to do that. I don't want to mislead somebody else. I don't want, oh, and there's another thing I got to say, Father. I don't want to be that guy that says, oh, you know what they meant by that. Oh, you know. Oh, I know what they meant. Okay. How do we know? I mean, do we right. know the heart of the individual? We, we don't. Right. God is the only one that knows the heart of the individual. Right. So it's very dangerous for ourselves to feel that way and, and have that attitude of, oh, I just know. But it's also very dangerous and can be scandalous to be saying that to other people and leading them down this path of jumping on the bandwagon of assuming that we know when, in all honesty, we don't most of the time understand why some people are doing this or that or the other thing. Yep. Again, we want to emphasize to all you out there, we are not saying that a person shouldn't responsibly and with 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 a critical and charitable eye report on a story or investigate a problem yes those things should be done we've got to hold people accountable the right way but like you said father and at the very important point to make is we can't do it in a way that feeds the enemy or feeds our own inclinations our darker ne more negative inclinations right. that leads us into just a lot of unnecessary angst and hate yeah. and, and and, and really hurts the bigger picture. Yeah, We have got to work together to, to win as many souls as possible. And that yeah. isn't done through sarcasm and name calling and bashing. Right. It's done through yeah. truth and, and responsible reporting on things. Yeah. yeah, so, and again, I keep thinking of um, my wonderful Bishop Morlino, uh, truth with love, truth with love. Um, God wins in the end, as they say, but but we have to do it. We, we have to do it God's way, and do and 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 obviously that's that's the most loving and charitable way. So if we have people that we disagree with, just pray for them, okay? Yeah. And and also you know we might want to help them if it's if the situation arises, you know, to, to steer them in the right direction. Um, but but uh, we, we want to do it God's way. We don't want to resort to the tactics of the enemy. Uh, we just can't do that. So, well, Doug, this has been great. Um, I think this is time for us to sure. call it a night. And um, please, 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 everyone, mark your calendar. August 15th, we start a 54-day Rosary Novena, starting with 75,000-plus people that are going to be praying together around the country. It concludes with the National Rosary Rally in Washington, but also it's called Rosary Coast to Coast. So you don't have to go all the way to Washington. You can get a group together in your uh, area and actually, you can go to rosarycoasttocoast.com 
and actually put in the uh, address of where you're going to meet because then we can get all these cool pins and and it really uh, inspires us all and, and helps us all know that we're praying for our country and uh, with God, with man it's impossible, with God all things are possible. Amen. Okay, let's get strong, let's get united, okay? Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle in them the fire of your love. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Awesome. God bless you, my friend. Great to be with you, Father. God bless you.